Hello, this is Automators. I'm Rose Orchard, and I am here today with my co-host, David Sparks, or Sparky, as he'll be known for this episode. How are you today, David? Yes, using my secret identity today. Not so secret. How are you, Rose? I am very excited for this episode, and do you know why? Why? Because this is the episode where we get to dive deep on one of the very first automation apps for iOS. Excellent. And we have a guest. We do. And so, uh, hello, David. David Bernard from Contrast. Excited to be here. And David is the developer of Launch Center Pro, which is, as Rose was saying, one of the very first apps that really gave us a path to be automation friendly on iOS and iPhone. And as this show uh, gets released, we just recently, or they've just recently released version three of Launch Center Pro. Uh, as we record, it's uh, hopefully, barring any unforeseen uh, rejections or other bugs, circumstances, or otherwise, uh, should be released about four days from when we record this show. So I'm I'm uh, a little sleep deprived, and, but qu- quite excited and uh, ready to get this thing out in the world. You know, yes, it's it's sir. funny when this app first came out. So Launch Center Pro is an app that uh, at at its most basic level, it's an app to launch other apps, hence the name. But it does so much more. It's got all these ways you can run, like you can run series shortcuts, you can uh, dial specific contacts or text specific people. I I remember the very first time you guys released this app and I, I downloaded it, installed it. And the very first time you open it, you immediately realize this is like, like a bag of holding for apps and automation on your phone. It's a great, great uh, little utility. So, so I'm really excited that you guys have uh, just released version three and are still making it work. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a long road getting to this point. I mean, we first released the, well, actually we almost released the first version in 2012 uh, no, sorry, 2011, uh, Christmas of 2011, and it got rejected at the last minute. Um, so it ended up being early January and being a different app than we originally intended. So, uh, yeah, we've been at this uh, seven years now. That's back, wow. in the, that's back in the days when Apple was kind of fiddly about automation, right? I, I'm, you know, I, I, I bet there's a great story in how you got the initial launch through Apple. Well, the story is we didn't. <laughs> um, so, so here, so I'll give you kind of the origin story of the app. Um, uh, the fall of 2011, um, I was just looking for for new opportunities, new projects, new interesting things to work on, and uh, came up with the idea of kind of hacking notification center. Um, and we did some experiments with. Um, persistent notifications showing up in notification center. And, and probably some of your listeners won't even remember this far back. I think what 2011 was like, uh, I was four or five or something. So this is a long time ago. And uh, I mean, there, it was just such a different world back then. And th- there was no today widgets. There was notification center was like a completely different beast. Um, but the idea was by by putting notifications into Notification Center, we could allow quick launching of, you know, and er- early on, we didn't have all the hundreds of apps with complex URL schemes we now have today. It was like, you know, call people and text people and the kind of like real basic stuff that, I mean, it's still kind of the bread and butter of the app, but um, 
you know, just really basic stuff. And Apple didn't like the idea of us using Notification Center as a launcher. They thought that was um, not a great experience for users. And so they flat out rejected the app. Um, we, of course, were pretty frustrated and de dejected because um, we thought it was a really cool, you know, a hack. It, that's not what Notification Center was intended to do, but it was, and I mean, when I say hack, I mean like, you know, not not in the sense of like we like use private APIs or did anything, but just a hack in the sense of using it in a, a misappropriating it in an interesting way um, that didn't break any technology or anything like that, but just uh, did something that Apple didn't intend. Um, can, so, I just, can I just interrupt to say I love the phrase misappropriated in an interesting way. I just love that. <laughs> <laughs> um so we we almost did not even put it in the app store because you know we thought that what was particularly interesting about it was the notification center aspect um but we thought you know this is still you know still a useful app it's still kind of you know interesting to create some shortcuts even if you have to launch the app and then trigger the shortcuts and so you know we put out into the world. And um, I've got to give a lot of credit to Vitici here. He 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 just went nuts for it and and immediately saw the potential. So th this was, and to clarify, this was actually Launch Center, pre-Launch Center Pro. Yes. Um, yes. So, and it was a, a completely different app from Launch Center Pro. It didn't have tiles. It was just kind of a list. Um, and so anyways, he, 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 fell in love, started covering it on Mac stories. And it, it started to have a little bit of a groundswell of people saying, you know, this is actually pretty handy creating these shortcuts and having them all in an app. Um, and so we worked on that for like three or four months, iterating very quickly and adding tons of features and started digging into more complex URL schemes. And then other developers started uh, integrating more and more URL schemes into their apps. And we started finding more and more. Um, and then by that summer, we um, released a whole new version of of it, Launch Center and called it Launch Center Pro. Uh, so that's that's how we got started. It was uh, um, not really intended to turn into this big automation thing that it did, um, but it was just kind of a, a interesting way to misappropriate Notification Center. Now, I want to ask you about this. Um, how did you find all these URL schemes? I mean, that's something I've always wondered about because you guys were one of the first people on the scene to really capitalize on the existence of URL schemes. And it wasn't like there was a list somewhere, right? I mean, did you just have to go spelunking through all these apps? Um, so co combination of things. Um, we have spent literally hundreds of hours <laughs> putting together the, the URL schemes we now have, um, some of which have been uh, misappropriated by other apps, competing apps. Um, but we spent hundreds of hours. So we would go through apps looking for, uh, you, you can actually download the um, uh, app to the computer, open it up, look at a plist file, which lists all the URL schemes for an app. Uh, now that only gives you the launch URL. It doesn't actually give you any like actions or any other um, you know triggers within the app, but it, it's enough to kind of get started. And then sometimes we just guess at other things. Um, some apps were starting to document the URL schemes. Um, uh, Marco Arment and um, Greg 
I always forget his last name Pierce. now. Pierce. Yeah. <laughs> I call him Greg Tortoise. <laughs> yeah, Agile Tortoise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, so you know, they had they had started, uh, gosh, a year, maybe even a year and a half before us with X callback URL. And so as that had started to grow a little bit, some developers were starting to document their URL schemes. And so we would, you know, ask around and scour the web and look at support docs. Um, but then by the time Launch Center Pro was released, it got a ton of press and, you know, started to gather a following to where um, a lot of developers started submitting their URL schemes to us uh, directly. And then we we have actually collaborated with probably 20 or 30 developers to kind of help them understand the URL scheme and help define their URL scheme and, and help them implement it into their app. And then, um, then of course, you know, as helping them design the URL scheme, we, we, we know how it all works and everything. So yeah, it's kind of, kind of been a hodgepodge over the years of trial and error, looking at P lists, talking with developers, helping them. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely been a, a, a lot of work to, to cobble all that together. Well, I, we all appreciate it. And I know that, that this app is one of the reasons why we have so much great automation today is I feel like once this app took off, people started to take automation seriously on iOS. And I don't know that that was really happening before Launch Center. One of the things that I've been using Launch Center Pro for for years, and this is not, well, it is actually an automation trick, is I've been using it to build URL schemes because it seems to me that you guys have got the definitive dictionary. You know, it's like uh, when you open Apple Script Editor on the Mac, Script Editor, and you can find the dictionaries for all the applications. I see Launch Center Pro, as well as doing many other things, as the dictionary for all of the URL schemes on iOS as well. And it lets me build them, which, you know, that, that's something that I've not found in any other application at all just because you guys have got all of it or at least that's how it feels like to me as a user yeah and i mean we certainly don't have every url scheme that exists on ios but we certainly like you said have, have the most and the most handy um you know because m- most of the apps that that are um of interest to be automated um have been pestered enough by us and users over the years to actually add url schemes so you know things like um omnifocus and things and uh, clear and you know all the to-do lists and those sorts of apps it's you know kind of all the apps that fit into this space that uh, folks who are into automation might actually use that app you know most of them do have url schemes and and uh, like i said quite a few of them we worked with to get them in there so um so yeah we've it's 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 quite a dictionary and it and has, has taken a lot to continue to maintain over the years as well so speaking of kind of the early times in in iOS automation and and what's led us to today with shortcuts and uh, workflow before that, um, back in, in I think it was the fall of 2013, um, Ari, um, who founded Workflow and is now at Apple working on shortcuts, at the time he was building this app called Desk Connect and it would uh, push files and the clipboard and other information back and forth from uh, iOS to macOS. Well, since early in Launch Center Pro, that's one of the things we had been considering doing was how can we extend Launch Center uh, onto the desktop? And you know, we thought it would be really interesting to kind of have a universal clipboard between iOS and, and Mac. And um, there's just a lot of interesting stuff for us in that space. So he reached out to me in the fall 
and said, hey, we'd love to, to partner with you on Desk Connect. Like, how could we work together to like integrate Desk Connect into Launch Center? And, and are there some stuff we can work on? And I said at the time, I said, you know, we're, we're, that's actually a direction we might want to head. So, um, yeah, it's probably best if, if we don't collaborate because we, we may end up competitors soon. <laughs> and, um, Turns out, you know, six months later, they uh, were or actually, I don't know the exact timeline, but months later, they started working on, on Workflow, which, you know, of course, in some ways competed with Launch Center Pro. Um, and I was just relating that story to somebody recently thinking how had we collaborated with them, they might not have actually built Workflow. And, and I say that not like we would not have ever built workflow. And I, I've said this in tweets and I think I even blogged about it. Like, you know, so I don't actually do any of the coding. I do kind of project management, business support. I mean, I just kind of do everything else except the coding and design. Uh, so Justin Ewens um, was my business partner at the time. And it was just the two of us. And we weren't going to, you know, hire people. We both had families. We weren't, you know, working 18 hours a day. Um, you know, we were just doing what we could and building a great app. Uh, so we would have we would have never built Workflow. Like those guys are incredible programmers, super sharp. You know, they were living in a coding hostel, programming like twenty four seven as a as a whole team. Um, so there's no way we would ever built Workflow or been acquired by Apple or anything like that. And so I, I in no way regret this. Um, and I tell this story in a way to say it's kind of fun that we didn't collaborate with them because if we had who knows where things would be today and so it's it's kind of cool how that all played together and how you know we've i've been in touch with ari since um you know like i said sometime in in 2013 maybe even fall of 2012 and it's it's all a bit fuzzy now being five six years ago that's an interesting question though because i think a lot of listeners will wonder you know what is the difference between launch center pro and something like workflow or now series shortcuts and and how do they work together and uh, I'd like to hear your answer to that but my answer would be they really do empower each other um, uh, with this new version three for instance you can put series shortcuts into launch center pro uh, and just to kind of give a peek of how I use the app I I keep launch center pro in my dock and then when I open it up I've got some of my most key series shortcuts right there under my thumb. And one of the things I really like, and I, I'm curious how you guys did this, is normally when you launch a Siri shortcut from the desktop, you get this jiggling where it goes to Safari and then it goes to the Siri shortcuts app. And it, it the whole thing feels pretty, um, I don't know, feels pretty wonky to me. But for some reason, when you launch it out of your app, it jumps straight to the Siri shortcut, which makes it feel more efficient. But anyway, uh, you know, they really do work together. Yeah, and that's, you know, uh, when when workflow came out, you know, of course we were a little a little bummed. I mean, you know, we were kind of the the, the big guy in the space, and and almost immediately, you know, workflow uh, took some of the use cases that we were covering, uh, and it was it was obvious in the app too. I mean, you know, they're they're really cool guys, and have always been great to us. So I don't say this at all disparagingly. But it's pretty obvious they they looked at Launch Center and said, okay, here are some of the ways people are using Launch Center. Maybe we could do this, but maybe do it even better in in workflow. So there were there were a lot of things in Launch Center Pro at the time 
that workflow all of a sudden did, and in some, in quite a few cases, honestly, did better. Um, so at, at that point, you know, we realized that we, especially again, just as as two guys, only one programmer, you know, we we knew we weren't going to compete with workflow on being a, a full automation suite. Um, and so we kind of shifted more towards the things that complemented workflow and and continue to this day to focus more on those complementary aspects versus being the kind of end-all be-all. And at this point, with shortcuts integrated so deep into iOS, like there's no way we're going to compete on a direct automation basis. You know, we can't um, trigger a, a, um iMessage in the background without user confirmation. We can't, I mean, there's just, we can't toggle settings. We can't turn sure. on and off alarms. Like there's so much amazing stuff that's so deeply integrated into iOS with shortcuts now that we'll just never be able to do. That's, so they're behind the we, wall, you know, they, they're part of it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's kind of unfair competition <laughs> in a cool way though. Like I, I love what shortcuts is doing and I'm so glad Apple acquired them. And I think like it's, it's better for everybody. So we've shifted to focusing on the things that, that really complement the app and we'll continue kind of working around complementing that as much as we can. So I think, you know, there's a lot of things where, um, you know, if you just want to launch Instagram to the camera versus launching it and it's in your feed and then you got to switch to the camera or whatever, you know, for those kind of short, quick things, launching are still a great place to go find the URL scheme and set up a shortcut and you just get right there. Um, and then, like you said, triggering shortcuts, you know, we, we've integrated in, in 3.0, a, um, a shortcut to import shortcuts. And it even grabs the, um, shortcut icon that you created in the shortcuts app. Um, so triggering shortcuts is great. And then for, for a lot of the, the more simple things like, you know, uh, calling my wife, texting her, you know, some, some of the like real basic stuff, um, it's still, you know, so much better and quicker and easier to just do. You don't need, it's kind of, a, um, you know, using a sledgehammer on a nail to trigger a phone call in, in shortcuts. Uh, so I, I feel like there, there's, is definitely a lot that launch center pro still excels at. Um, and then for now, I mean, I, I assume at some point shortcuts is going to, you know, add folders and better organization and, and, things of that nature. But for now, you know, we've really focused on continuing to be a, a much more customizable launch experience. So, you know, once you have 25 or 30 shortcuts in the shortcuts app, it, it becomes pretty unwieldy. Um, and in, in the long run, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that, because I think in some ways they are looking to be um, kind of easier to use and, and not necessarily quite as pro user focused as we can be with Launch Center Pro. Um, so, uh, we're actually working, uh, for, for next year on revamping the whole launch experience even, and have some really cool ideas around, uh, even, even more I don't, I don't want to give away too much and, sure. and, you know, it's, I, it, I can't promise a date or anything like that, but, um, just got some really interesting ideas around making the launch experience even more, uh, customizable and fast and, and fun and easy to use. So, um, so yeah, there's, and I mean, uh, NFC and in, in 3.0, that's a, a whole new, uh, thing we're doing where you can tap an NFC tag. It pops a notification. You tap that and can launch anything shortcuts and go deep into other apps and stuff like that. 
Uh, iBeacons is another great example of of kind of how we complement shortcuts. You can have a set up an iBeacon to be a sort of proximity sensor so that when you get close to your vehicle, it triggers a shortcut. Um, we used to, with um, if this and that, be able to trigger in the background and and uh, with with iBeacons, and that's something we're actually exploring to uh, get back in the app in the in the near future. Can I um, just stop for a second though, because you, you went over the NFC tag thing pretty pretty quickly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know that's like a major feature. Which for anybody who missed it, um, the iPhone 10s, 10s Max, and the 10R can read an NFC tag without you having to um, you know open a specific application. Now, when I say read, I don't mean they're gonna like go, oh hey, there's this cool thing. I'm just gonna do it. That's a bit of a security risk and. We know what Apple and security are like. They're pretty, you know, dead set against anything that's going to do something the user really doesn't want them to want it to do. So um, can can you just walk us through like the workflow of how an NFC tag actually works with these lovely new phones, David? Sure. Um, so um, when Apple announced the the iPhone XS, XS Max and XR, um, I don't even know if they said it in the... Um, keynote, but um, news sites started covering this whole background NFC. And it, it was obvious pretty quick that that could be a really interesting thing for Launch Center Pro. Um, so I got some NFC tags and started experimenting. And yeah, it, it, it turned out really cool. And we ended up printing thousands of uh, NFC stickers that uh, hopefully aren't out of stock when this podcast airs. I, I didn't know how many to get. And so uh, I, I kind of got in the middle between conservative and like extravagantly stocked. Um, so we printed custom uh, NFC stickers um, that each have a unique ID. So you can set up multiple stickers to associate with multiple actions in Launch Center Pro. And all you have to do is, is wake your screen, which on a 10S, 10S Max, and 10R, uh, it wakes as you lift. So the, the raise to wake feature, you just pick up your iPhone, uh, tap it down on the NFC sticker, and it, it um, triggers a, a notification right there on the home screen. And you tap that, and you know within Launch Center Pro, you can configure that to do, I mean, pretty much anything. Uh, you know, with a combination of Launch Center Pro and shortcuts. Um, you know, so I have one set up in my car to start a podcast and bring up maps if I need to search a place. Um, you know, David, I know you told me via email that you have one set up at your writing desk. Um, and I think one of the more compelling things, and and uh, David, you you said this in the, or I guess I should call you Sparky. Um, uh, so you said this in the email that, that what's particularly compelling about the stickers, and we've been hearing this more and more from, from people who've been beta testing them is that it, it creates this like, um, physical visual link to the digital world in a way that, that, that reduces friction, but also serves as a reminder. Um, so one of the ways I've really been thinking about it and, and, and kind of, building the marketing around this concept is that, um, you know, I've, I've heard it said that if, if you want to go running every morning, you know, put your running shoes at the, at the edge of your bed or right on the floor where you get out of the bed. And that serves as a visual reminder to, to start this habit. But then it also, um, kind of greases the wheels a little bit. 
Uh, you, you don't have to go find the shoes. You don't have to, you know, even walk to the closet or anything. It, it just reduces friction ever so slightly um, enough to kind of help reinforce that habit. And so I see stickers in a, in a similar light. I think that, um, you know, are they this like amazing, perfect, like, um, you know, solve the world's problems kind of technology? No, you can do the exact same thing in a today widget. You can open the app and launch things like, um, but what the stickers do is they, they create that visual reminder. So, you know, you can stick next to the fridge for your grocery list, stick it in the car for, um, for maps and podcasts and things, um, stick it on your medication to trigger a, uh, a medication reminder in three hours to retake, or, you know, there's just so many ways that you can incorporate it. And what it does is it creates that, that visual reminder that you need to do something and then it just greases the wheels ever so slightly. You know, you don't have to swipe over to today's center, to um, the notification center widgets, and then, you know, visually find what you're trying to tap. It's just this, it just greases the wheels um, even more to to more efficiently get things done. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about the future. I think, you know, it's, it's, it's unique. Um, it's been interesting for us, you know, releasing a physical product and having to inventory and, and fulfillment and do all that kind of stuff. But, uh, um, but yeah, hopefully, you know, this, this, I guess this podcast will be released a week or two after, um, the app is out. So hopefully you guys are really enjoying that and, uh, definitely give us feedback on, on what we can do to, to improve the experience over time. David can, sorry, Sparky, can you tell us what you're doing with the one on your writing desk? Because I've been experimenting with all sorts of use cases. And at the moment, all of my NFC tags are stuck down with sticky tags that I can move them because I keep changing my mind as to what I want to do with them. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and, and we've been kind of dancing around it, but what they are is they're stickers. They're essentially digital stickers. They have, um, they have I, I don't know what kind of magic they've got in them, some sort of digital nonsense that when your phone gets next to it, it triggers the phone recognizes it and can act on it. And Launch Center Pro can launch a Launch Center action based on the um, the proximity or bumping up against the sticker. So um, it's a way to make your phone do things just by being put in a, spe in a specific place. And to my knowledge, there's no other way to do that. Um, like we always complain about how Siri shortcuts won't work automatically. You know, you have to go in the Siri shortcuts app and trigger it. Well, this is a... This is an opportunity to trigger a Siri shortcut. Um, uh, and I have, because I'm a nerd, I have two desks. I have one that has all my digital bits on it, and I have one where I do a lot of writing. And so in the writing desk, though, I still have a little stand that holds an iPhone because, you know, notifications come in and whatnot. So I just set the phone into that stand as I sit down, and I just put the, I, I went, I committed, I just put the sticker right in the stand there. And, um, when I put it in now, it opens up day one because at the, the writing desk is where I do a lot of my like diary type entries. And I found I wasn't using day one enough, but now I get this constant reminder. I sit down, it opens day one for me immediately. And uh, it, it does prompt me to use day one more often. And that's just a very simple use. I could actually, as we were sitting here thinking about it, I could tie it to a series shortcut that starts the you know diary timer maybe puts it in do not disturb mode and then opens day one. Currently, I just have it launching the application. But that, you know, that's, that's, that's just an example for me for something that I wanted to become more deliberate about and using these stickers that it, it allows me, it, it pushes it on to me a little more.
Mm-hmm. That's a really good use case. I've got one. So um, I have like a, a little notebook. It's like a field notes notebook. Um, not exactly the same because field notes is a little hard to get here in Europe. It's moleskin. Um, but I've stuck a sticker to the front of that. Um, and um, because I take that with me to meetings in case I need to like do something that for some reason or other, I can't do it on my iPad or my Mac. And I touch my phone to that and it puts my phone in do not disturb for the entire length of the meeting. And it creates, um, actually it creates a draft because I'm beta testing drafts on Mac um, with the date and time of the meeting and the name of the meeting as the title. Um, And because, you know, all of this is magic, essentially there's wizardry and sorcery involved in this, that that draft just appears on my Mac so then I can take my notes into it. Um, and, you know, that's really useful. And then when I go back to my desk, I've got a, I've got another one there, which is like my at my desk one, which takes my phone out of do not disturb and things like that, which is pretty nice. So Rose, how are you, how are you attaching it to your notebook? Because obviously you're going to use up that notebook at some point and get a new one. Okay, this is a really high-tech solution. You know these punched pockets that you can buy? Um, yeah. Like the ones that you put in a binder? Yeah. Essentially, I have a small one of those, and I stuck it inside the notebook, and the sticker's just in there. <laughs> I, but, I, that, I, but that's a really easy way to... Because then I can reuse the sticker, because, you know, as, as David said, um, when the stickers aren't free. They are selling them, and I don't want to waste these stickers. And this sticker's going to last a lot longer than that notebook will. So uh, it also means that I've got somewhere when people give me things like business cards, I've got somewhere to put them where they're not just going to fall out the second I pick my notebook up from. I think that's a new term now. Is it is it sticker worthy? Yeah, yeah. That that notebook is not yet sticker worthy, but the, the sticker is notebook worthy. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it, and we're recording this just the day before uh, version three launches, but I personally cannot wait to hear how people start using these stickers. Like like David was talking about how he uses it in the car. What, what do you launch in your car with your uh, sticker, David? Well, one of the more frustrating things, so I have CarPlay um, in my car. One of the more frustrating things with CarPlay is that it it it's supposed to always like pick up the last bit of audio and just start playing. But if you happen to be playing music at some point, it picks a random song from your, you know, the start of your library or stuff like that. So I just have a really simple shortcut set up to trigger Castro, which shortcuts can do in the background because um, Castro has a Siri kit integration. Um, and they just launch maps. So I don't, I don't have a lot of appointments or a commute. I work out of the house. Um, so, you know, if I were commuting every day, um, you know, we have, quite a few beta testers who are now using it in their car and with a commute, um, well, you know, you can do all sorts of stuff. So you can, um, uh, calculate your ETA, text it to a loved one, um, uh, uh, bring up the maps with, with your home location already set up. Um, you can trigger your trigger if to, um, you know, turn on the air conditioner or, I mean, it's just like endless what you can do in shortcuts with these. Um, so yeah, mine, mine is just real simple though. Just, um, start a podcast so that I don't get whatever random audio is just going to start playing when I plug in CarPlay, uh, and then bring up maps in case I need to search. So, but you know, it's just that, again, it's that, that several it's, it's reducing the friction. So in the past I get in the car, I've got a, unlock my phone, find Castro, start playing, or I get in the car and I just plug it in and then it's playing some random music. I'm already halfway out the driveway. Then I got to switch to Castro and get it playing the right podcast or whatever. Um, So it reduces that 
friction and and brings maps right up. So if I need to search, then maps is there. So I'm not, you know, jumping through multiple apps. I'm not having to focus on getting everything set up when I get in the car. I just get in the car, tap the NFC sticker, hit the notification, and and it does what I need it to do every time I get in the car. So it's really uh, it's really nice. Yeah, I yeah and also doesn't maps suggest locations based on like upcoming events in your calendar. So if you did have an event in your calendar that at the very least has got an address in it, I think it would actually show that as a list of suggested destinations. Perhaps you need to type in the search box first or something, but I think it does pop up in there. That's one of their uh, enhancements. Yeah. Well, now that we're talking about it, what I should do is just create a shortcut that says if there is a and if there is a scheduled item on my calendar within an hour, then just populate with those directions. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah that that would be so quite much that could be done. And you yeah. can even set the trigger if there's an event with a location. There's a way to do that. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can filter for with or without location. Um. You know, it's it's just great, David, that you guys were able to do this. And and I do love the combination of the physical world and the digital world in ways like this. And and congratulations. I think you're the first app that I'm aware of that's really effectively done this. And, you know, when you combine it, like you were saying earlier, with the magic that is Siri Shortcuts, there's almost nothing you can't do with your phone uh, when you get it near one of these stickers. So just everybody out there, let your mind wrap around that order five stickers from these guys and um, and just see what you can do with it. Yeah. And uh, the best part of it is stickers are not the only way that you can, you know, make use of all of this, which is fabulous. There's so many options. Yeah, we 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 uh, I kind of glossed over uh, NFC stickers because we were talking about just kind of all the ways that Launch Center Pro complements shortcuts. And uh, the next one on my list was uh, scheduling. So, you know, we, we've we already done a lot of really cool stuff with scheduling. In 3.0, you can assign, this was actually uh, Rosemary's uh, request. Um, you can schedule multiple, you can assign multiple schedules to the same action. So you can have uh, a single action that triggers Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8 a.m., Tuesday, Thursday at 9 a.m., and doesn't fire on the weekends. Or you can create these kind of complex rules and schedules around um, triggering actions. And, of course, that gives you a notification, and then you can um, launch right into whatever you need to do. And on that front, I have been all but begging Apple to give um, Launch Center Pro the critical alerts entitlement which I think would be incredible if anybody at Apple listens to this, probably not or might not be in a position to do anything about it. But um, if if Launch Center Pro were allowed to use that critical alerts entitlement, it would bypass do not disturb. So you could use it as an alarm. So your morning alarm could be Launch Center Pro where the alarm is guaranteed to wake you even if do not disturb is on or silence on or whatever. But then also, it's a notification that can then start your morning routine. Um, and even things like, um, you know, if, you, if you've got something scheduled that's, you know, mission critical, uh, but you happen to be driving, well, if it's uh, scheduled for Launch Center Pro, you know, it might get lost in Do Not Disturb. So, um, so anyways, I'm, I'm hoping at some point Apple will give us access to that. And uh, there's several other things that I don't want to... Um, uh, tip our hat too much, but uh, or tip our hand too much, 
But uh, uh, we've got some other really cool ideas around scheduling that we're working on uh, that should hopefully be out early next year. This episode of Automators is brought to you by the Omni Group, makers of OmniFocus. OmniFocus 3 has been released this year. So for iOS, that's a fresh major update that's been the gold-trusted standard to-do application for 10 years since the very first day of the App Store. And OmniFocus 3 for Mac is out as well, bringing significant improvements. It is the best OmniFocus ever. And you can download it right now for free, putting it through its paces with a 14-day trial, and then you can get the standard or pro edition. Users of earlier versions of OmniFocus get a 50% discount off of this upgrade. OmniFocus 3 has tags instead of context, so you can give things both David and waiting on as a tag, meaning that when you look at either list, you'll see exactly what you're waiting on and exactly what David needs to do for you. Forecast View also shows your tasks and your calendar events in order. And I love this. It's so good to be able to see what you need to get done before that meeting at four o'clock, because you can do that in one place now. Repeating tasks are even more powerful than ever. The second Monday of every month, the last weekday of every month, the first weekend day. All of this is possible in OmniFocus 3. And on iOS, you've got batch editing from the Mac. So if you need to add a tag to, say, four or five different tasks, you can do that really easily. Get the most out of OmniFocus by reading the ever-growing list of articles on InsideOmniFocus.com. And if you ever need help, contact their world-class support via email, or you can even call them. Did you know that OmniFocus 3 works with Launch Center Pro as well? Inside of Launch Center Pro, you can use it to launch views from OmniFocus and add tasks which are pre-formatted, just like shortcuts, but in fact, in an even more powerful way. Check it out. Go to omnigroup.com slash omnifocus right now and start getting more done. That's omnigroup.com slash omnifocus. OmniFocus, accomplish more every day. Our thanks to the Omni Group for their support of this show and Relay FM. Rose, how are you, since you're the one who instigated this, Rose, how are you using it? (laughs) Yes, everybody should blame me for this. Uh, So essentially, it was because I had two slots taken up by TestFlight. Because, um, as I'm sure most people listening to the show are aware, you can allow the App Store to auto-update. But if, like me, you beta test applications, um, most of the apps that I use day-to-day are beta applications. (laughs) Surprise! A A lot of dots on your home screen. Yeah, there's an awful lot of dots there. Um, but they a test flight doesn't update automatically, which in some cases is a good thing because, you know, every so often like a developer will ship something and somebody will find something that's completely broken in it. Um, and they'll, you know, they'll be working on the fix and they'll post it in a Slack or send a message by email saying like, don't update, like pause, you know, and for some reason they can't pull it. Um, so it's good that you have to manually go in and update. But I wanted to be prompted to do that because otherwise... You know, you might get the, the push notification to update, but you're in a meeting or something, you forget. And then, so I ha- I was using TestFlight twice a day via Launch Center Pro at 8 a.m. and 9 p.m. to prompt me to update all of those applications on all of my devices, um, which we're now down to two iOS devices over here. So I, I'm getting better or worse, depending on your point of view. Um, pure triples in the house. Um well, especially uh, because previously I had two iPads. I had the 10.5-inch and the 12.9-inch iPad Pro. The 12.9-inch would be at home. And I would, you know, and I'd get home and I've, I'd already updated my iPhone and my 10.5-inch iPad and I'd forget my 12.9 and I'd be there going, where is this feature? 
Like, wasn't this here just like an hour ago? And I realized it was on the other iPad because I hadn't updated TestFlight on this iPad yet. Yeah. Um, or the, the applications in TestFlight. So that's where that came from. And I've got all sorts of things where it's like, okay, you know, at, at work at 9 a.m., you know, it is actually 9 a.m. Mondays and Fridays. I, I want a reminders to open my OmniFocus review. Um, and it takes me straight to the review section of OmniFocus so that I can re review all of my work projects correctly. Um, you know, to make sure that I'm on top of things for the week or, you know, that there's nothing missing at the end of the week. I've still got the data, get anything out the door that needs shipping desperately on a Friday. And, uh, you know, I was taking up two slots for all of these or three slots and in one case, five slots. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's nice to have all of that combined together now. So thank you for that. And, and what I'd also add is just if you use Launch Center Pro a long time ago, and I know there's there's listeners out there who used it, but then eventually switched to workflow or whatever. It's time to go back and look at this app again because it, it does complement Siri shortcuts so much, and it's really it's not your daddy's Launch Center Pro. I mean, you guys just going through the list of actions you've got available now, and like all of the system stuff you've got in here. I mean, it is remarkable how many things you can automate or simplify into Launch Center Pro. I mean, when I got in on the beta for version three, uh, this app immediately went back into my dock because there's just so much I can do from this that's faster than any other way I can do it on my phone. It's it's a, or, or iPad. Um, you, you guys really should be complimented for, I know there was a ton of work that went into this new version. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting. There's a lot that you aren't seeing also. So, uh, you know, Launch Center Pro was first created in 2012. Um, you know, that's like the dark ages almost in, in iPhone development time. Um, so we spent a considerable uh, amount of time over the last uh, six to nine months re-architecting a lot of that in, in ways that kind of build a, a solid foundation for the future. So 3.0 doesn't have as many features as we had wanted to get out. So we, I mean, there's so many cool things. I'm, I'm not going to, um, again, I, I don't want to promise anything because, you know, it always takes longer than we anticipate and everything. But but we have some really cool stuff that's in the works that 3.0 lays the foundation for. And, you know, one of the things like you were talking about how one of the great things about Launch Center Pro is that it, it's just the quickest way to do a lot of things. Well, one of the things that, we spend a lot of time on is optimizing the launch speed and how fast it can trigger things. And so, you know, kind of important for a launcher app, right? And, and you know, that's something we've always been working toward, but with just all the cruft over the years in the code, it had slowed down a little bit. And so 3.0 is just lightning fast. And Dave Wood, who is, who's, so um, Justin ended up getting a job a few years ago, and that's kind of a whole long side story. And he kept trying to work on the app on the side, and it didn't work. And so that's why Launch Center has kind of been on hiatus a little bit for the last few years, um, was more um, job and timing and, and busyness versus uh, not wanting to be working on the app. Um, so actually, uh, Justin kind of made me a... a a, uh, a very fair way to kind of buy him out. I didn't have to, you know, put a bunch of cash up front or anything crazy, um, but kind of put him aside. And uh, Dave Wood, who's a, a um, fantastic programmer up in Canada, 
Um, he's my new partner in the app and, um, it guys just brilliant, uh, fantastic coder. And so what he's done in 3.0 and, and how fast this can launch and trigger things is, it's just incredible. And so, and again, it, not only is it just faster, but we've laid the foundation for some really cool stuff that, that should be coming early in, in 2019. I think that's always one of the things with these applications. You know, if you just use the applications, it's very easy to look at it and think, oh, that's not a lot of work. And I, I frequently see that most primarily on Reddit, where people are like, yeah, well, this app's not worth any money. Like, I could program that in five minutes. It's like, okay, do that. Because, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's easy to say that, isn't it? Yeah, we should mention that, though. I mean, so the application now, there's a free, you can download it for free, and there are limitations on what you can do with it with the free model. But honestly, I think that's a great way to get started with the app because it's still very powerful, even with the the free limitations. And then if you want, you can um, you can subscribe to it um, or you can just make a one time purchase. I I went in with a one time purchase. Why not? You know, let's just I, I just love what you guys do. And I want to see this app continue into the future. Thanks. We appreciate that. And one thing to note, um, you guys don't even know this yet, but um in in the final version, and this is kind of what we're going to be wrapping up over the weekend. Um, you know, transitioning to freemium and a subscription. Um, I know a lot of people aren't keen on subscriptions, uh, but for you know a, a pro app that's valuable and saves a lot of time, I, I think it's it's it makes a lot of sense both for us and for users. Um, but then we recognize that for existing users, you know, we, we didn't want to just create a whole new app and and take things away or, or whatever. So we, we spent a lot of time um, making it so that people who have already paid, they continue using all the features they've, they've paid for. So we're not taking anything away from anybody. We're not forcing you to go download another app. You can continue using Launch Center Pro the way you've always used it. Um, the new features require a subscription or a one-time purchase. But what, what we're doing over the weekend is we're going to actually allow people to buy the features they want and need. So if you love Launch Center Pro but aren't ever going to schedule anything, aren't really interested in iBeacons, uh, don't care about alternate icons or whatever, you can just buy the NFC in-app purchase. And so free app, buy one in-app purchase, and that covers your needs. And you know that's a one-time purchase. We're never going to charge you again for NFC. Uh, you know, we're going to continue to evolve those features. Uh, so the same thing, you know, we actually, what, what finally prompted us to do this is we got some feedback from beta testers who were saying, you know, hey, I paid for Launch Center Pro. I love the app. Um, but, you know, I just, I don't like subscriptions or the, it seems like the in-app purchases, the one-time purchase to unlock everything is pretty steep. All I really want is the new black theme for the true black theme for, for OLED uh, devices. And uh, so now you can buy it. You can buy just the theme pack. So any themes that that we currently have and all future themes that we do, it's a one-time in-app purchase. So I feel like we've in in 3.0 uh, done the best job I've ever seen done in kind of taking care of existing paid users, um, but then also kind of giving opp people opportunity to either buy what they need or just kind of go all the way. And, you know, it, it is uh, the one-time unlock is, is going to be $25 for people who've paid in the past or $30 for new users. Uh, so, you know, understand for an iOS app that that's pretty steep. Um, 
but we've we've got a lot of stuff in the works. Um, you know, there's a lot has gone into this app over the years. And uh, we think that's a really fair price. But if you if you need just a couple of features, you can buy a couple of features. No big deal. Like just use what you need, pay for what you need, or unlock the whole app. So we feel like we've, you know, respected people who've paid in the past and given uh, new users uh, great options to just buy what they need. So, so it's kind of an interesting model for us to to make this big shift. So I hope, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll we'll get negative feedback no matter what we do. That's just kind of the app store. But uh, you know, we we did want to cover as many use cases as we can and and be respectful of users. Rose and I are going to when this show publishes, we'll put up maybe some short videos of how we're using Launch Center Pro and a few tips. Yeah. Um, but Rose, uh, maybe we should all take turns talking about, um, some of our favorite uses for the application. Um, you want to go yeah, first? Yeah, that's a really great idea. Get some, give some people some contrary examples of what they can do with this. Sure. All right. So I'll go first. Um, at, uh, approximately 7am every morning, uh, it actually varies depending on the day of the week. Uh, launch center pro reminds me to use the scales. And when I launch this, it launches a shortcut, which asks me how much I weigh and what my body fat percentage is and then it calculates my bmi and it saves that into the health application for me uh so that i have uh all this data now i don't necessarily actually use it every day but having it prompt me every day means that if i miss it on a monday then i can always catch up on tuesday or wednesday and fill it in just so i've got an approximate idea of what i weigh which some days especially at christmas i eat too much chocolate and i'm well aware of that so. <laughs> i think you get it i think you get a pass on christmas it's yeah, okay. exactly. Christmas doesn't count. <laughs> all, all, all food is zero calories on Christmas. Yeah, definitely. In fact, we could set up a Launch Center Pro reminder to tell you that four times on Christmas Day. <laughs> yes. And of course, we can actually share. So um, what I'm going to do, I'm going to, in the blog post that accompanies this episode, I'm going to share both the Launch Center Pro action that you can install as well as the shortcut for that so that you can get the two-in-one package. Yeah, so um, you're doing that the series shortcut in the background. Yeah, yeah. So it I then runs the series shortcut, but it does that at seven fifteen, um, approximately every day. And uh, I did consider tying it to an NFC tag, but if I don't hit the NFC tag, uh, then it won't prompt me on my phone, and I won't look at it and go, "Oh, okay." Yeah, <laughs> so. I will. Re I really think the NFC tags. The trick to that is not to find a place where you can force your phone into an nfc tag but a place where your phone naturally hits an nfc tag if that, if that makes any sense like when i'm at mm -hmm. my writing desk i am going to put the phone on that stand it's not something i'm doing deliberately to trigger the nfc tag i think that's the trick to it is if you put yeah. the nfc tag where you have to remember to put the phone on top of that nfc tag then it, it's not going to work it's got to be like in your car you set it into a cradle which gets you know your your car thing going or you know it, it, when, if you've got a place that the phone is already going that's a great candidate for an nfc tag yeah or somewhere very close to it yeah i think i mean from what i'm hearing from beta testers it, it, it can actually work both ways so like w one of the one of the people who's given the most feedback he's got like four or five different stickers set up and i haven't done this yet but i, I think it's such a great idea is is the aspect of being a visual reminder. So it's not necessarily where your phone is going, but it's where you as a human are going and looking. So I mentioned this briefly earlier, but it, it's such a cool use case. He, he put a sticker in his refrigerator. So you open the refrigerator, you see the sticker, and it's like, oh yeah, 
I, I should add things to my grocery list when I'm standing at the refrigerator. And so it, there is that as like it can be in some ways its own form of notification if it if you put it in a place where you're going to see it in a way that reminds you. So like even even the scale example, you know, if if you put it right next like on the wall next to the scale or like on something or near something that that you're going to see, uh, I think that 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 is one way that it can work for some people. So in my particular case, that's in the bathroom and it gets pretty warm and humid in there. And I wasn't sure how well the sticker would stick. And also there's nothing really to stick it to apart from the wall and then the paint. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I'm safer in my case with a timed reminder, but yes, absolutely. The sticker can work like that. And that's kind of how it works with my work notebook. I stack my phone on top of it, but that's because I see the NFC tag. So real quick too, one thing that, that y'all don't know yet, but will be public by the time this is out um, uh, in addition to the Launch Center Pro Icon stickers, so we had custom printed stickers that show the Launch Center Pro Icon. Um, we're also releasing um, clear stickers uh, so that they'll blend in more, and then white stickers that you can write on with a sharpie. So we'll kind of have a, a full suite of stickers where you can um, kind of make it blend in a little more. You can write your own custom things, or you can have the fun Launch Center Pro icon. So. Yeah, there's going to be lots of options for that as well as far as uh, blending in a little more and, and having more options of, of where to stick things. Okay, David. Nice. So I just need to know if I can order those now. Let's just, just, let's, let's just get this over with. <laughs> you cannot order them now. Um, I, will, I will send you some personally. Uh, they, I will have them all live on the um, Contrast Shop uh, hours before the app launches on... Tuesday the 18th. So by the time anybody's listening to this, if they're not out of stock, um, or if I've hopefully re got them restocked, if they did go out of stock, um, you'll be able to buy them at shop.contrast.co, or um, you can buy them within the app. And if you're a subscriber, you'll get 10% off. So it's kind of an automatic thing if you subscribe in the app and you purchase within the app, which and you can use Apple Pay inside the app, um, it'll automatically apply a 10% discount to your whole cart. So uh, there'll also be T-shirts and mugs and um, hats, and I'm actually wearing my Launchpad Pro hat right now. Um, so you'll get 10% off anything you want to buy from the store, um, and of course, 10% off the stickers as well. So yeah, I, I usually don't try to curry favor with guests, but in this case, I will take a freebie. I will take it. <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, you know, Rose. I think that's a great use of the scale. Uh, my use of Launchpad Pro at this point really is still pretty. Um, traditional in a lot of ways like i have several uh, shortcuts set up for sending text messages to groups and people that i know um i have a bunch of launching things like i've been really on this kind of spirit quest about am i putting series shortcuts on my home screen or am i putting app icons and at, at this point it's kind of a mixture of them but launch center pro allows me to have a really clean home screen and then get kind of the other stuff that I still want to access quickly, but not necessarily look at all the time into my dock. And I've really found it beneficial for that. And it, it just makes, you know, getting things rolling on my phone so much faster. A good example is the Omni Select um, Siri shortcut. So I, I talked about this on a recent episode of Automators where I've created the Siri shortcut that is just a ton of different actions uh, that you can do in OmniFocus. It's a combination of some of their URL schemes and some of my own custom series shortcuts to get me to particular views and 
some to make specific new actions. And it's it's a big list, and it doesn't make sense necessarily on my home screen, but it fits perfect in Launch Center Pro, and I access that multiple times a day, and it's just a great way to get access to things like that. That I can see that being a really, really useful use case. There's a lot of words, use words in that, but yes, I have, um, I, I got, I've been one of the really nerdy ones for quite a while. I use iBeacons with Launch Center Pro, so yeah. David mentioned earlier, it's like a proximity sensor. Because I work on the sixth floor at work, and I live on the fourth floor of this building. Um, and if I get a GPS reminder, that's like when I'm a block or so away, generally. I mean, it depends, but GPS isn't all that accurate. Um, and so if I do that, then I get a notification that, hey, you wanted to do this when you got home or when you got into the office. And by the time I've actually made it into the office or into my apartment, you know, scroll, that's gone. Um, and so I use iBeacons because then when I actually walk in the door to my apartment, it reminds, it prompts me Monday to Friday to stop my commuting timer because I'm interested in seeing which routes I take home from work and which one is the most optimal. Of course, the true nerd in me is shining out in this episode. And uh, when I get to work, it prompts me to clock in and uh, and it then check my OmniFocus work perspective for the uh, really urgent and important things that are needing to be done this week. And that's all really useful for me. And it wouldn't be possible without Launch Center Pro. And for the listeners, I'm using iBeacons too. And we are going to do a show on that soon. So if you like that idea, put a pin in it. We're coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, if you're not sure what an iBeacon is, it's a Bluetooth little device. And it is more accurate location based on where you put it. So it's not like saying to your phone, like, hey, you're exactly coordinates X, Y, Z, A, B, C. It's more like, hey, phone, you made it here. Like, here's the information that you're here. And then in Launch Center Pro's case, it takes that and it turns it into whatever you've hooked it up to on the other end. That might be running a shortcut. That might be, you know, prompting you to add a reminder to your reminders list so that every time you go to your grandmother's house, it prompts you to make sure that she hasn't installed viruses again on her computer, though you probably don't need help remembering that. And uh, things like that. Yeah. And we've got some interesting things coming on that front as well. So, um, All, all the all the fun things in Launch Center Pro are going to uh, see lots of new fun things to do in the near future. So, again, can't promise when, but um, there, there should be news on the iBeacon front in not too distant future. Yeah, I, I do feel like you're teasing us a lot, David. I'm not sure <laughs> if that's intentional I, or not. It, it, I, it's because I want to tell everybody all the cool stuff we have in the works, <laughs> but I, I, I just don't, I don't want to make promises. And then, you know, sometimes things don't work out the way we intended. And so if I, if I say this is what we're doing and then we aren't able to do it, I don't want anybody to, you know, buy the app based on the exactly what we said. And then we have to do it a different way or, or don't get to do it. So it's like, there's like so many cool things we're working on that I want everybody to know about, but I, I just, I'm, so I'm I'm teasing because I want to tell everybody, but I, I I know it's best to, especially in software, to kind of bite my tongue and say we've got cool stuff in the works, but um, you know it's it's not necessarily going to work out exactly the way we intend. So uh, I'll I'll make an announcement for each of these things as we know we can actually do what we think we can do. So well, tell you what, we'll make you a deal. You can come back on the show, and then you oh, can tell fantastic. us about the cool things. <laughs> All right. So, so David, but hey, t- I didn't. I was, like, I was just going to say I didn't get to tell you how I use Launch Center Pro. Yet. And I was yeah, about, to, I was about to ask you, so let's hear about it. All right. So, um, so here's my absolute favorite 
um, launching a pro shortcut. And th this is something that I actually don't use a ton, but when I use it, it is just so handy. So I created a list in uh, for um, uh, Wolfram Alpha that has my birthday, my wife's birthday, the birthdays of our four kids, and our wedding anniversary. Um, so the list is just those dates. And then what it does is, is when you launch it, it gives you the list and then you pick the name or the anniversary. It sends the date to Wolfram Alpha. And then in Wolfram Alpha, you see that, you know, I've been married 11 years, one month and 25 days. It's 581 weeks and six days. It tells you, you know, things that happened on that day. It tells you the sunrise and sunset. So it like gives you all this information about that specific day. And it's so handy having kids. You know, the doctor asks, you know, how many months is your newborn? And it's like, oh, okay, uh, you're counting in your head. Now I just launched my uh, little thing, pick the kid's name, and I can tell you down to the day how old he is. Um, and helpful for, you know, remembering, have we been married 10 years now or a uh, and then you know hit the shortcut and I know exactly. So wow, man, um, you better be careful there, brother. <laughs> but that's just uh, it. He's being smart. He's avoiding any potential issues by having this calculated for him. And that exactly. means that there is no margin for error because that's one of the beauties of automation. If you program it correctly or set it up right, it will do it all perfectly for you. So and it's just always there and it's always correct. I don't have to calculate in my head or Try and remember. And my wife forgets how long we've been married. So, <laughs> so, so you we, say, we've had too many kids to be able to keep that kind of stuff at the top of mind. So here's the trick. Get your wife for Christmas a nice hat and put an NFC sticker on the inside. <laughs> Just hold your, your phone up. And then let it run Wolfram Alpha for you. There you go. Problem solved. Nice. <laughs> I'm sure she the, will. The best thing to do would be put an eye beacon inside of it. Because then whenever you get near the wife's hat... <laughs> then you would get the information. I may or may not be considering embedding an iBeacon into my boyfriend's phone. <laughs> or, or he, Rose, you can just ask him to just keep it on his forehead. There you go. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that would be a fashion statement. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm not sure it's the kind of fashion statement he's looking for, but... <laughs> nice. So a few of my other favorites. Um, uh a lot of people don't realize um, LaunchNet Pro has a barcode scanner in it. So I have an uh, action to scan a barcode and launch a search in Amazon. So if I'm out shopping and want to do a quick price check or even just you know want to add something to a wish list that I, somebody else had or whatever, uh, barcode scan to Amazon. Um, I do a lot of searching on the App Store to kind of keep tabs on uh, different categories and, and that kind of stuff. So I have a whole bunch of uh, pre-programmed app store searches. Uh, and then, you know, I use a lot of the basic stuff too. So call my wife, text my wife. Um, it's funny, you know, the, the saying cob cobbler shoes are always, or I forget the exact saying, but you know, cobbler shoes are always a wreck or whatever. Um, and so I'm always testing and loading the default database and going back to older databases for testing and stuff. And I, it, it like, it really messes me up when I am trying to do something and I happen to have a test database and not my personal database. So, uh, because I now just do so many basic things, you know, calling and texting and searching one password and launching um, 
another thing a lot of people don't necessarily know is you can share a URL from the Notes app on iOS. Um, and then that URL can be put in Launch Center Pro and it'll take you right to a specific note in uh, the Notes app. So I have several notes that I reference regularly. And so those are just uh, um, icons in Launch Center Pro now where I can get right to it. Um, another fun one is I put a clipboard action to put a zero width space on my clipboard. So if there's kind of um, uh, little text things or um, I also have another one to convert whatever's on my clipboard to plain text. Uh, so there's some kind of like fun text hacks that you can do by uh, manipulating the clipboard and adding things to the clipboard. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of an overview. Yeah, th that's exactly the kind of things that especially I think a lot of our listeners, you know, they, they want to use all of this stuff. And it sounds like it's really complicated, but Launch Center Pro does have a really great action composer. And it's it's got the ability to allow you to input input as part of the action. That sounds much more complicated. It will ask you for input <laughs> as you uh, as you do the action, which means that you can say, hey, like when I do this, um, you know, I, I want to be asked to dictate something and then it's going to run off and do something with that. Um, and dictation has uh, been amped up in this version as well, which is really nice. Or it can scan a barcode or it can ask you to pick a contact or input um, like numbers or text or something. And it's really easy to do. And in some ways, it's easier than shortcut, uh, shortcuts because you don't have to say like, okay, I'm going to ask for input and then I'm going to take that ask for input and I'm going to put that into this field here. It's just a case of, you know, you, you tap on that field um, and then the, above the keyboard, there's this extra keyboard row um, where you've got like the 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 uh, the first option is a box with a cursor in it. And if you select that, then it allows you to choose what kind of input you want to put in there. And then when you run the action, it's just going to take whatever you input for that and stick it right in that field and run it, which is so nice to use. Um, and I've actually got my parents using Launch Center Pro. I don't think they realize they're using Launch Center Pro. Um, they probably have never heard of the application, apart from the fact it's this app that's on their home screen, which they use to send me like the last picture they took and stuff like that. I say, it's interesting to me that, you know, URL schemes were the brave new world for so long. And I feel like we've kind of, we're getting beyond that now to a certain extent. But now the interesting thing that's happening in automation on iOS is the ability to use the clipboard as a variable between applications. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is another app that does that. And, um, you know, it's it's fairly basic. It's only one dimensional, but but it does give you that power that you wouldn't have otherwise. So we're, we're always pushing the envelope on iOS. Yeah, and I was going to say, um, I actually have my mom using Launch Center Pro as well. It, it's funny because it, it is one of those apps um, where, I mean, kind of like shortcuts, um, where we as kind of automation nerds can go set things up for people who would never think to set them up for themselves in a way that like meaningfully impacts their life. So um, my mom's, my mom and dad's security system at the house, you can now text to turn it on and off. So when they're getting in the car and leaving, they can text to turn it on and text to turn it off. Um, well, for, for months, my mom was like open, getting in the car, pulling out, shutting the garage. Then she would like unlock the phone, go to messages, scroll to find the alarm phone number thing 
tap into that, then tap into the text field, start typing on or off, and then sending that message. And she did this for months, you know, a good, you know, 60 seconds to two or three minutes of her life. Every time she came and went from the house was spent doing this. And so I set her up with a pre-programmed, uh, um, um, launched in a pro action, put it in her widget. So now she just scrolls to notification center, taps one button, and and she still has an iPhone, I think seven plus. So she puts her finger on the thumbprint and it does everything she needs to do. So, um, you know, it's, it's little things like that where you can really, that, that time savings really adds up. And it's fun when you can do that for other people and show them how much time they really can save with this silly, nerdy automation stuff that we nerds mess around with. If your mom had a newer phone, you could put a sticker in her car and she could just tap exactly. the sticker and it would turn it on, and that, which is even you know, easier. My sister's been helping me uh, get the, all the sticker inventory ready for... Um, for, for launch. And she said the exact same thing the other day. Uh, she has an iPhone 10 and my mom has, like I said, like an iPhone seven, but she's sitting there like, Oh man, can I, can I set this up for mom where she can just tap the sticker to, to turn the alarm on and off? And I was like, no, cause she has an older phone, but when she upgrades, we're totally going to set her up with that. <laughs> so, and my sister was of course like, Oh, how do I get a 10 S now? <laughs> she, she just bought a 10 like six months ago. Yeah, you know, it's surprising to me that they didn't put that feature in the new iPad Pros. I don't think they did, right? Am I... No, they did not. Yeah. They did not. I mean... iPads do not have NFC at all, um, which is, I, I can understand from from one perspective. I think they, they see the NFC as um, like Apple Pay and, you know, card card scanning and and um, you know, like ID card kind of replacements and getting in and out of buildings and things like that. So in some ways, I can see that they don't think that tapping an iPad to a sticker is a great use case. But I, I think they kind of looked past the potential for for apps like Launch Center Pro to make use of the technology. So who knows? Like if, if this really takes off and people really love it, maybe that will actually inspire them to put it in future iPads. So one, one can help. And for anybody wanting that feature in the iPad, the correct place to address this query is apple.com slash feedback. <laughs> if we all tell Apple that we want it, then, you know, maybe maybe you guys at Contrast Co. will get the ability to implement that into the iPad. But to be clear, uh, you can do all of the other stuff on the iPad version, you know, um, and it's a hardware limitation, not a software limitation that we're up against here. So. Well, well, either way, I think that I'm just so happy that you guys have just come on so strong with this version three. And um, I love having Launch Center Pro back in my dock. And uh, not only have you made it more functional, like you said earlier, the, the app is much snappier now. And uh, it's just a joy to use. And, and I know that wasn't trivial to pull it off. So thanks so much for bringing this to us. Thanks. I really appreciate that. Yeah, it's been a, been a lot of... Uh... A lot of late nights, a lot of hard work, a lot of stress. Uh, life as an indie developer can be can be pretty challenging. But uh, you know, coming on a podcast like this and and seeing it in people's docs again, it it it's incredibly rewarding. And so I'm I'm super thrilled that that you guys are finding it useful. And you know, as as a as a app developer, you know, I, I know I'm not out changing the world or, or feeding hungry kids in Africa or, or doing that sort of thing. But 
it's really cool that like I, I can impact other people's lives and help them speed things up and make their lives just a little bit better. So, uh, you know, I find a lot of meaning in doing this and I'm really excited that uh, people are enjoying 3.0 so much. So I, I appreciate all the, all the feedback and uh, just appreciate that people like and use it. Well, it for me has definitely been a gateway drug to automation. And uh, I am definitely a very happy user of version. I don't think I used Launch Center itself, but I did use another app which you had, which was very similar called Contacts. And I've been using Launch Center Pro for a very long time. So uh, it's great to have it back in my dock because that's where it deserves to be. So Rose, what's in your dock right now? Uh, my dock currently contains three applications. It contains drafts, OmniFocus, and Launch Center Pro. <laughs> I've Sorry. got I've got uh, drafts, Launch Center Pro, and Fantastic Health. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, how about you, David? What, what's in your dock? I guess I'm the the odd man out here. Um, I have Mail, um, Launch Center Pro, Safari, and my weather app, Weather Up. So uh, yeah, well, I live in California. I don't even need a weather app. <laughs> yes, yeah. look out the window. <laughs> well, well, gang, you know our our half hour automation show once again uh, doubled our uh, estimate. <laughs> so we're sorry about keeping a long time, but it, it was there was just a lot to talk about, and we're, we're both Rose and I are super happy that Launch Center Pro is back. It, I feel like we're entering a new golden age of automation on iOS, so we're really happy to share this stuff with you. Go check out Launch Center Pro. It's a great app. Like I said, they've got mo- they've got a model that works for you. Download it. If you really want to have fun, get on the store and order some of these stickers. And uh, it's pretty magical making your iPhone you know just do things when you just set it down in a dock. I I think that's great. Thanks to our sponsor today, uh, Omni Group, with the new version of Omni Focus out for Mac and iOS. And uh, where can we find you, David, if people want to follow up? Sure. Um, you can find me personally at Dr. Barnard on Twitter. Um, you can find Launch Center Pro at Launch Center Pro, no spaces. Um, and then Contrast.co is the website. Um, yeah, that's about it. There will be links to that, and of course, to our other applications, including Weather Up, in the show notes. And uh, as always, we would love to hear your feedback in the forums. Tell us what you're doing with Launch Center Pro and what stuff you're nerding out with it with. And uh, if you've got some of these NFC tags, then share your use cases, because I'm sure everybody is dying to know, not just me and Sparky, but David as well. David, where can people find you? I'm David. I'm Max Sparky on the web, uh, MaxSparky.com and uh, Max Sparky on Twitter. Uh, our uh, forum is talk.automators.fm. And we will see you all in two weeks. <laughs>